Karin, great to have you on the show. Great to have you in studio live. So you had a big statewide, supposed to be debate on Sunday. I want to kind of set some context here of that and then have a discussion with you because Tina Smith did not show up. She was interviewed by KSTP. I want to share with our audience a little bit about what Tina Smith said. That's obviously the sitting senator there in Minnesota. I, I played this for you twice. It's a very short soundbite, but here's why Tina Smith was a no-show for a statewide debate for the people of Minnesota. Okay. Any, any reason why you couldn't make the one on this Sunday night? Just a big, complicated schedule. Okay. Any, any reason why you couldn't make the one on this Sunday night? Just a big, complicated schedule. Okay. So you've got a statewide debate. Uh, she's a sitting U.S. senator, and the reason she's not there is a... It's just hard for me to understand. A big, complicated schedule? Big, complicated schedule. It was... She really snubbed her nose at the voters in, in Minnesota because uh, uh, every other uh, statewide candidate made it. Keith Ellison, Amy Klobuchar, uh, Tim Walls, uh, in addition to our candidates. And, and she verbally agreed to it and then backed out of it because of her hashtag, I say, big complicated schedule. Uh, it's, it's disappointing. And I think, I think maybe Tina Smith, she's never been a candidate before. Maybe she doesn't know when you're a candidate. That is sort of required of you to to do the debates, and so to back out I of mean, that. She put out a statement. It seems like an affront to the people of Minnesota that you're supposed to serve. So, has there been a statement as to an explanation about what happened, or? No, there's been nothing. It's just big, complicated schedule. That's the only. That's and other than that, it's just been crickets. She sort of went underground. Uh, didn't wasn't on Twitter. Actually, she was on Twitter. Somebody from her team. I'm hoping it was her team. Uh, actually, text or tweeted that said. Uh, we're, we want to wake up November 7th and be hopeful for our country. The only way we can do that is if we all show up. And I went, wait a second. You didn't show up. I am the one who showed up. You are no-show Tina, and uh, the people of Minnesota are, are pretty perturbed with her, even even her own side, because they wanted to hear what she yeah, had to I'm say, too. Yeah, I'm just too. more stunned. But to be fair, <laughs> I think I did see on Twitter, though, she has agreed to two radio debates. Is that accurate? Or? Yeah, we uh, we had these three <clears throat> debates uh, uh, set up from the beginning that we were we agreed to do. We had plenty of time, so we agreed to these three at NPR, WCCO, and KSTP televised. All right. uh, so you did have the 15 minutes there. Let's talk about the issues that matter to Minnesotans. The number one thing right now being polled is health care. I want to share with you a question from the recent Star Trib poll. Star Trib poll. See where you're at. They asked, "Do you support or oppose letting people buy into a public health insurance program, including Medicare and Minnesota Care? Do you support or oppose that?" You know, it is uh, Medicare is a program that was designed for seniors only, and Medicare is going to run out of money in 2026. And people have been playing the political football with with Medicare, and it's running out of money for years. Uh, we have to. We have to figure out a way to continue to keep Medicare in place for programs because that's who it was designed for. That's who it was designed for. But I think some people would say, hey, if I'm buying into it, and then all of a sudden you put more healthy people into Medicare, that mitigates yeah. the risk and potentially lower the cost. Yeah. So do you support or oppose allowing people to buy into it? Um, you know what? Only if they don't block other uh, competition from coming into the market because that's what they tend to do. They say, oh, everybody can buy in, yet they put a lot of regulations and restrictions on any competition or anybody else who wants to buy for that business. So if it's uh, all on equal terms, absolutely. If somebody wants to buy into it by choice, uh, then I think people should be able to do that. I want to ask about something else that came out of your, I'm going to call it your 15 minutes of fame, this 15-minute debate that you by yourself. But something that came out that I thought was pretty stunning that I haven't heard you talk a lot about, maybe just haven't followed as closely, but so they asked, hey, if you are a sitting senator, what's kind of going to be your sort of your core issue? I want to share with our audience a little bit about what you said and then some of the follow-up you said as well. Here's uh, what Karin said on the stage the other night. 
Uh, there was never an aging and long-term care committee in the Minnesota Senate, and so when we took the majority in 2016, I pushed to get an aging and long-term care committee. I got it. I became the chair of that committee, and through that process, I found the failures of Tina Smith in, in not providing care for our seniors, and there were thousands of reports of abuse and neglect happening in our nursing homes, and so making sure that our seniors are protected uh, in our nursing homes and, and the issues that are facing them will be a top priority for me. Um, so you spearheaded that legislative audit. It was a very damning audit on what's happening in the state of Minnesota and elder abuse. There was thousands of, of complaints. Only 5% of those things were investigated. And you said after that, that there was an email trail that showed that Tina Smith was somewhat culpable for the lack of action here. Would Absolutely. Yeah, they knew about this. We have a three-ring binder of a trail of emails that she was copied on. Everything that was happening within the Department of Health under her watch, under her administration. And they knew about these reports of abuse, maltreatment, and neglect and did absolutely nothing. And which these poor workers in the Department of Health were so overwhelmed <clears throat> because of the mismanagement that was happening there. They just threw them into the garbage. Uh, and so none of these were being investigated. So I investigated them and got the uh, legislative auditor on it and the Department of Health commissioner forced to resign. And I cleaned up their mess. For eight years, this had been going on and uh, on their watch, and, and Tina Smith did absolutely nothing. And now they try to flip it that I wasn't taking care of my uh, taking care of the seniors. I created this aging and long-term care committee not knowing this was going on, and this is what's uncovered. Is, is their mismanagement and failing our most vulnerable in the state is, which is the biggest reason why I ran is because if Tina Smith can fail our, our elderly, I, I, what else is she going to just let go for her political power? So uh, that was one, that was, that is my passion is, is taking care of our seniors. So I will continue to, had another committee meeting just a few weeks ago to make sure that we got, we got the people in there to clean it up and they are now are caught up on their investigations, but I will continue to make sure those in our senior living homes and our nursing homes are kept safe. A couple more things on this I want to touch on. So pre-existing conditions, I know that's mm -hmm. been a big point that the Democrats are using against Republicans. Do you support covering pre-existing conditions? And if so, how are you going to pay for it? Uh, absolutely, I support pre-existing conditions. Uh, and, and it is one of the things, and, and you get very frustrated when they continue to lie in their commercials and even out on Twitter and wherever they go, that Republicans don't want to support pre-existing conditions. We had in Minnesota, before the failed uh, Affordable Care Act came into Minnesota, uh, we had programs in place that did take care of those with pre-existing conditions. We had a program called MCHA, which was our high-risk pool, and it was affordable for everybody. Our health insurance was affordable until the Obamacare came in, flipped everything on its head, and, and uh, health insurance premiums and deductibles tripled uh, in cost. And so that is the number one issue that I'm hearing throughout the state, and we know how to do it in Minnesota. We, we were a leader across the country, and people were watching what we were doing. But, but the question is, are you going to cap yeah. those costs for people with pre-existing conditions? We absolutely have to uh, figure out something like getting another MCHA pool, or, uh, pool another high-risk pool to make sure that we can we can afford it. And then again, it's it's coming down to make sure that health care is affordable, making sure our health care providers are transparent. Uh, that's one of those things we've been pushing in the state legislature, and we have to continue to do that at the national level to make sure we keep health care costs affordable for those folks. All right. you, one of the big things I think we see this divide right now in America you may disagree with me, but I think Minnesota is kind of a hot spot for this, where it's not even so much R&D anymore as much as it's urban and rural. Mm -hmm. How does a U.S. Senator, Karen Housley, build that bridge and unite rural and urban Minnesota and or America? 
Uh, I do have a, a proven track record of, of bridging the divide. My first race, I only uh, lost the first one by 1%, won it by 1% second time, won it the third time by 25%. And the way you do that is you have to listen to everybody. Uh, it's not just Democrats and Republicans. It is rural and, and metro. Uh, it, it is really listening to everybody, what their issues are. And where I do have the advantage is I will have a direct line to the president. Uh, Tina Smith will not have that. I will have a direct line to the president when he was here just a few weeks ago. Uh, that's what he said. What are what are the farmers saying? I told him exactly what the farmers were saying. He said, "What's the suburban mom saying?" And I went, "Well, you probably shouldn't be tweeting so much." <laughs> said, but, uh, uh, yeah, so I will have a direct line, and I do have a track record of, of working across the aisle and getting things done, and that's what people expect. They expect their U.S. senator to show up, and I will show up for every single Minnesotan and work hard for them. So you mentioned the farmers. I think I think it's a unique situation for a Minnesota representative uh, with the tariffs, because it's good for the Iron Range, but it's not good for the Red River Valley. Yeah. Trump says tariffs are great. Where are you at? Uh, also, talking to the farmers in the Red River Valley with the, the sugar beet and the soybean and uh, the pork producers and the, the turkey farmers, uh, they, they are all very supportive of the president. They finally have a president who is putting their issues at the forefront of the negotiation. It has, it has been uh, just deals done in the back room uh, for years and years and years. And finally, somebody is putting uh, their issues uh, at the table. Fair has been, uh, trade has been unfair for so long that, and to see what he did get done with the uh, NAFTA renegotiated to the U.S.-Mexico-Canada agreement uh, and, and what that did for dairy farmers, uh, being able to export their milk to Canada without the 300% tax was huge. So to get that done, uh, the farmers are patient. It's, it is uncomfortable and, and they're some of the hardest working uh, uh, greatest people I know, the, the, the tradition that they have of passing their farm down to generation after generation. Uh, they, it is a tough time. They want to make sure that they have markets, new markets to sell to, and that's exactly what the president is trying to do. So they have faith in him in getting this deal done with China. Last question, 30 seconds. Why vote Karen Housley? Uh, I vote for Karen Housley because I am a small business owner. I'm a mom. I've been married for 33 years. I've got two grandchildren. And I've served in the state Senate for the last six years. And I do have a track record of getting things done, working across the aisle, listening to everybody. And I promise you, I will show up for everybody in Minnesota. And we appreciate that. Okay, thank you, Like Chris. you did today. So like thank I you very much today. for being here. Thank it's, you so and you much. take the hard questions. So we respect that and appreciate you being here. Thanks, Chris. Yeah. All right. Stay with us much more.